Welcome to Flip the Score. I'm Alex. I'm Andrew. And I am Josh. And uh, tonight we are finally going to talk about the end of the FTC ruling of Microsoft. Or is it? Don't don't do this. Um, But before we do that, let's talk about Final Fantasy 16. All right, guys. So, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy sixteen released. Uh, I think about two weeks ago, maybe two and a half weeks. Yeah. Ago. Yep. Um, I have put in around twelve hours of the of of gameplay time. I don't think the level is like seventeen or eighteen. I'm on a mission called Homecoming, and I don't really know what's going on because the story is uh, confusing for me. But I really, really like the combat, and I really, really like all the encounters. And this game is super well, like, made, super well, like, visually. It's a really impressive game. Damn, you you still only have your toes dipped in, son. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, how far are you guys? Um, uh, I, a lot farther. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, let, me, let me, let me, let me hear, let me hear. So I'm I'm gonna wager Anders further to me because I was talking to him about the boss battle I did last night. Um, now, from what I was talking to you, Ander, about how further are you than that? Uh, I have done the boss fight after that one, um, and I am on my way to the next like story beat. So, okay. What level right. are you guys? Let me get there. Uh. I think I'm like 37, maybe I'm, 38. Um, I don't remember. I'm I'm 34. Okay. Okay. Uh, which which I'm gonna be saying that in less than a year. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. <coughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I to kind of piggyback off what Alex was saying. Like this game is a, it's a gorgeous game. Uh, the storyline is just it's it's so engaging. Um, I think. The more you play it, the more the story blossoms, and there's something that you can really start understanding. Because especially in the beginning of the game, you're just like, "Who the fuck are these people? What the fuck is going on?" But then, as as more time goes on, you start understanding a lot more. You start un- understanding the uh, intricacies that are the stuff that's going on between small nations, and especially when you start learning the map more and learning where these nations are compared to each other, um, it it definitely starts. Uh, you know, like becoming more understandable. There's definitely still things going on that I'm just like scratching my head, like what the fuck is is that? Um, but I'm I'm sure down the road I'll, I'll get some I'll get some answers. Yeah, I've I've read some stuff online, not spoilers, just some people saying that uh, by the end of the game they didn't have that many unanswered unanswered questions. So, okay. Yeah. I um. You know, I, I, I'm going to actually, like, I think one of the cool things is, is the, um, what's the time war thing called? Uh, it's something. The uh, active time active war. Active time war. Yeah. So I think that's super cool, and I'm going to start using that more. Um, I haven't really played it much, and I'm kind of out of loop everything, because I've been kind of putting together my whole, uh, this, this desk setup I have. Um, so I haven't really done much. I kind of just opened it about 10, 15 minutes ago, and just kind of saw where I was, uh. Story name wise, so I'm thinking I'm gonna go back and just kind of rewatch some cutscenes and get myself updated because um, I, I really don't know what's going on, but it's super cool. 
Um, I, I like I like the icon battles. I'm assuming there has to be more of those, and those are super fucking hilarious because it's just yeah. two giant creatures of death fighting each other, and I think it's so goddamn funny. It's it's pretty much it's Dragon Ball Z. That's all. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. yep. That's what yep. I was getting. Like, okay, so neither one of us is gonna die that fast, so we're just gonna beat the shit out of each other until mm. the other one dies. So this is great. Yep. Um. Yeah, and it's um, it's it's a really cool game, man. I really like the. Uh, the way it like it flows when you get to, hey, here's the here's the area you're walking through. Here's a bunch of fights. Here's a huge cutscene. Here's your map. You go back to another place. Um, I, I like that. I think that's a real easy, simple way to introduce people to JRPGs. Um, I, I really enjoy that actually. Um. So um, later on, Clive. Um, also, I really enjoy Clive too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clive is really—he's really cool. He's—he's he's a good—he's a good protagonist. Um, obviously, he had some tragedy in his past, um, and then he's—he's he's just a really strong guy. Um, not a whole lot of emotion, though. Uh, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, um, because some of the characters around him, you know, kind of, uh, kind of carry that load for emotion. Um, but. Alex, when it comes to icons specifically, uh, later on the game, uh, uh, Ifrit gains, he gains more mobility. So when you're fighting okay. as him, it's more like you're fighting as Clive. Sweet. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so he, does, he I, does seem really just like sluggish and brutish, but I'm yeah, assuming well, that's just what it's supposed to be. Like the, the first icon fight I remember doing with Ifrit, uh, well, I was like, I was I'm like, sorry, it's, a, it's, it's Ifrit. Sorry, my bad. Uh, when uh, when I first started fighting as Ifrit, um, it was more like, I mean, I feel like I'm fighting as Godzilla. Like he's so fucking slow. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking too. Um, that's cool. I uh, I don't know, man. I also think the magic is really weak, but I'm assuming you get more later on, like you would in other Final Fantasy games. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, if you mean magic, is then just you holding the magic button or just shooting the magic out of your hands? It doesn't ever really ever change, no matter what icon you have equipped. So okay. the only thing that but changes it, yeah. is you can add the different like special moves. Yeah, and that's that's really like when it comes to like, combat as Clive, that's really like the meat and potatoes. It's the different po- power ups you can do with each icon. So uh, later on in the game, Alex, so you can you'll get access to many different icons, but you can only have three equipped at a time, and. So one one thing you can do is you can fully upgrade certain skills. Like for example, um, the phoenix the phoenix icon, uh, uh, the um, the rising f- rising storm or rising whatever that move is where he takes his wing and lifts it up and does a bunch of damage. Um, so if if you upgrade that all the way, you can take that icon and you can put it onto any any different. You can take that uh, move and put it onto any different icon. Um, so, for example, uh, well, actually, I don't know how far you are, you are, Alex, so I don't want to spoil any of the other icons you can get. But there's different, you know, you can mix and match once you um, once you level up certain skills. Um, now, you don't you don't have to level them up. You don't you don't have to spend this, the experience points. But if there's a really if there is an icon you really like using, and there's a skill from a different icon you really like using, and you want to merge those two, you can. Okay. Cool. Um, Andrew, what do you think of the story? 
Um, the story is really good, especially uh, when you get deeper with the, with the boss fights. Um, the boss fight after the one, uh, the next boss fight Josh will be doing. Uh, I think the story really like hits home on that one. Um, I, 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 there is one moment that uh, I I wish I could spoil and talk to you guys, but you know later obviously, um, where uh, something happens on screen that like gave me like literally goosebumps as I'm watching it. I was, it was just like so fucking cool. Um, I I think it it is starting to get a little long in the twos for me, um, especially these fucking side quests. The the side quests in the game are fucking dog shit. That they're so bad. There's been like maybe three or four that have been decent, and I like the the fact that uh, because it'll show up on your screen, like as you're just you know just be an icon on your screen, like a green question mark, and that's like saying like, hey, here's a side quest. But later there'll be a like a green mark, like a, a pop up, and it's like a green plus mark. Now that's that's saying like, hey, this side quest, you actually get something good from doing this. Okay. That's <laughs> so good. That's go, good yeah. So that. go do that side quest because that's the one that'll like, like you upgrade your uh, your like potion capacity, um, or like give you like uh, you know maybe an 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 item that's actually worth using, um, something like that. And then the other side quest, just like the green question marks. You could honestly just say "fuck you" and just not even do them. <laughs> they're, okay. they're just they're just not worth it uh, unless you want to get your renown up, uh, or you just want to be a completionist. There's just there's just not no point to do them. Hmm. Um, but I I've been doing and doing them just because I really like combat so much and it, it gives me more options like. You know, yeah, I know I could go into any open open area and just kind of grind and kill enemies, but at least with the with the side quests, you're killing enemies and doing a little bit of grinding like that. But at least there's like a tiny bit of like story behind it, even if it's paper thin. But at least there's a paper thin story rather than just going to an open area and killing enemies just mindlessly. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, so you unlock like a bounty board later, Alex, and those bounty board fights are actually pretty good. Um, are they so like that? It'll just be like, hey, I don't have you seen the Moog the Moogle in your uh, your hideaway yet? Yep, yep I don't so yeah, so little Moogle dude. Uh, later the Moogle, uh, once you get to your next hideaway, uh, the Moogle opens up just just like. He's just in front of this bounty board, so you can go to him. You get the bounties, and I'll just tell you like, "Hey, here's this." Uh, and they're all ranked, so they it starts at like rank C, goes to B, then A, then S. Um, and it if you just look at a creature, it'll tell you like where they are in the world. So you just go find them, uh, and then you can just fight them. Um, and at first you're able to do C and maybe a B, but then as you get stronger, you can like bump up to the A, um, and then if you get really strong, which I haven't tried to tackle an S yet. I've done a couple of A's, but um I I tried my first A earlier. Uh, it was a level thirty eight monster and I'm only level thirty four and it, it wiped the floor with me. Which uh which monster was it? It was the the sand dude of swords. Okay. Uh yeah I, I did him and uh um 
I think I was like around level 34 and I completely mopped the floor with him. Only I mean, because I thought his attacks were actually pretty easy to dodge. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I only only tried it once, so I'm I'm yeah. sure if I went back, I could I could you know beat him. Have you unlocked the uh, the necklace, Josh? Yet the the one that when you dodge, you like do like a quick little like a uh, move, and then like you get uh, faster attacks for. No, I no, I I think I need more uh, renown before yeah. renown before I unlock that. Yeah, definitely working at, on getting that. Yeah. But um, I want to. Um, there's a there's another enemy called the. Um, uh, I think it's called. I think the it's called Muddy Murder. What? Yeah, and That's I did that because, one too. Yeah, each Alex, each of the bounties are named, and so <coughs> the enemy you fight is called, they have a different name, but this bounty is called mud. It's called Muddy Murder, and so I haven't tried it yet, but. Uh, I did read online that there's a, uh, a a resource you get for defeating it, and you can craft something really good with the blacksmith. But it's it's a it's a level 38 uh, monster, and so I don't know how difficult it'll be. He's he's pretty difficult because uh, the monster is like just like just goo like thing that comes out of ground. It has like a bunch <laughs> of uh, a bunch of hands like goo hands that kind of it can come out of ground and but. The thing that makes it hard is that it uses different elemental powers. So it has like four. It uses like it uses like electricity, ice, uh, wind. Like has a bunch of different like moves with it. Hmm. Um, but the thing that you get just lets you uh, craft um, uh, like the the best mid game uh, either like arm guard or the the other one. I don't remember what the other. Uh, it's like a belt. Yeah, I, I already, yeah. I, I already got the belt. It's the arm guards. Okay, yeah, it lets you do the arm guard then. Um, it, but I guess my, my one big complaint about this game, and it seems to be the, like the one big complaint that everyone has about this game, is this game is not an RPG, and, no. and it, that's what's disappointing about it. Um, but they tried to shoehorn RPG mechanics into the game. It just completely fall flat. Like. The crafting thing in this game is pretty bare bones and like not even worth it. Um, I mean, obviously, yes, you can craft like more powerful swords. Like I get that, but they could have just easily just tied that to a quest. Like, hey, here's a sword. You wouldn't even have to craft it. Um, I think I bought I, one off of somebody that was better than what yeah, I had. Like, because outside of a uh, of of crafting swords you don't craft anything else like you can't craft potions you can't you get all these crashing materials like when you do side quests and shit and they're all pretty much pointless i just pretty much go and sell everything all the time um you know what uh, what a lot of it is for is uh you can you can take a like a non let I, I don't know what the weapons are called like the purple weapons i don't know if they're legendary weapons or whatever but if you take like a green item to the uh, armor, he can upgrade those items to be better, and that's where like a lot of the crafting material would go into. But the thing is, is that you get these purple items, and they're just much better than anything you can do with the green weapons. Or, but also, or you, the other stuff. but also you can't upgrade the the purple items. Yeah, at least not yet. I mean, there are because the purple is like the epic weapons. Um, I have seen an orange an orange one yet, so or like a legendary. Um, I can, uh, the 
blacksmith has a uh, like a legendary belt. I haven't gotten the materials of crafty. I think it's like an end game one. Um, but this but is... I... go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I have. Uh, I have a, it's called a platinum sword and it's, it's, it's a green sword. And I did upgrade that um, because upgrading it was better than what my, uh, my purple sword was. And so that's yeah. the only time I've actually gone. I think it's called reinforcing is, is what they call upgrading mm-hmm. the game. So yeah. it's the only time I, I did that with an item. Um, And the mess, the best mid game sword you get is called a Excalibur uh, that you can like just get crafting shit to craft it with um but even then it's only like two damage more powerful than like the sword underneath of it so it's not like it's that crazy more powerful um yeah. and then late and in the late game you can you can start getting stuff that's a little bit more powerful but um i'm I, i'm i'm pretty sure i'm on the back third of the game i still I, I think there's still a lot to do um but yeah like i said it's starting to the slog a little bit yeah i wish i wish i knew someone who had beaten the game so i could talk to them and so they could like kind of let me know like hey you know like this is this is how close you are to beating the game because i i would i would like to know um because I, I also wish there was a good way to see how many hours you put into the game because on the playstation 5 5 dashboard the hours it tells you it doesn't seem very accurate no yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. So I I don't like I would say I've probably put at least at least thirty hours into it, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm about to, I'm around that forty mark I think. Maybe forty between forty and fifty probably. Um, but I'm definitely gonna see it through. Uh, I mean it's not like there's really anything else coming out until Starfield pretty much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically like I have all the time in the world to keep playing all this stuff, and um, you know, so I'm not worried about. I'm not worried if I don't finish. Yeah, this time. I, want, I, want, I mean, I, I really. The I mean, the next game coming out that I might even be moderately interested in, which I I don't think I'm gonna get at launch, would be uh, the uh, um, <coughs> armored armored core six, but I I don't I'm probably I probably won't get into that right away. Yeah, right. Like I'm not okay. Whatever. Maybe I'll play it. Yeah, I guess only if, if the game comes out and people are like, oh my god, you have to play this game. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Huh. Huh. Has uh, anyone been playing anything else? Nope. Nope, haven't uh, haven't been playing anything else. I've been uh I've been doing some uh some reading. Um Oh yeah. Great. What the <laughs> fuck have you been reading? I swear to God, if he says oh it's what? Like, what could you be reading? Please tell me you're reading like um, I don't know, like the, the Communist Manifesto or something. I mean, what are you reading? No, it's it's probably a he's probably reading some Star Wars book or something. No, I hope it's Communist Manifesto. Let's hear it. Come on. Uh, I uh, right. I've been reading some Star Wars. Um, <laughs> I was I was I was gonna joke and say I've been I've just been perusing some mind comp, but I don't yeah. know if I should make. That's what I was gonna say, but I was like, is that too far? I don't know. Um, yeah, just I've been reading uh some Star Wars books. However, it's a little bit different. I'm I'm kind of going in some territory I've never gone into before, because, um, so as we all know, uh, Disney bought Star Wars back in 2012. 
And in 2013, Disney did away with the expanding universe. And so they, they took away um, just decades of content that people had written for a long time. And so, and honestly, Disney canon, uh, it, it kind of sucks, at least when it comes to the books. And so I was looking online. I actually joined this Facebook group all about the old expanded universe. And I saw some people talking about there's this guy. I don't know who the author is, um, but um, he now this 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 phrase kind of has negative connotation. I don't know why, but I, I've been reading some fan fiction. And so there's this guy, like I said, I don't know who this author is, but he has written he's written a book series that takes place after the 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 last book in the expanding universe canon took place and there's people saying that that you know there's been some other authors who have been like you know if if lucas arts had done had continued with the expanding the universe storyline this is pretty much where it would have went um and so <laughs> And so he's kind of gotten like the, the like some unofficial stamps of approval, uh, or I should I should, I should say he or she. I don't like I don't know who the author is, but I've I've read the first one in this series. I'm on the second one, and it is, it honestly is great. Like it, it I'm I'm having a really good time reading it. But there's also like kind of like just a nagging voice in the back of my head being like. This is not official. It's not canon. But the thing is, though, is that whenever I read Disney canon Star Wars books, I have the same thing in the back of my head. This isn't official. This is off Disney fan fiction. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm like, well, if I'm gonna read fan fiction, my, I might as well read fan fiction that I enjoy reading. Yeah, but I don't know because. I just I can't agree with that. I mean, I mean, you can read whatever you want. I'm not saying I don't agree with you reading it. I'm saying what I, I what I don't agree with is saying that the Disney stuff is Disney fan fiction because Disney owns LucasArts now. So whatever they say is canon, that is canon. Whether you like it, it doesn't matter if you like it or not. That's what the canon is. No, like I'm not I'm not saying that what Disney is making isn't official like canon i understand that i'm just saying that whenever i read it it just comes off to me as fan fiction that disney is, is writing because I, it because i, I it guess does. i just don't I, I maybe it's semantics i just don't like that you're using fan fiction in it because it is a, you can't something cannot be fan fiction and official at the same time no i what i'm saying is is that it doesn't have the soul that older star wars books had and so whenever I read them, it just it doesn't come off as legit. I guess that's I guess that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. It doesn't come off as like like the actual like product. I feel like I'm reading uh I, I feel like I'm reading an inferior product. Yeah. By the way, who was the guy that uh that wrote like the the Thrawn books back in the day? Uh <laughs> Timothy's on. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, did you know that he's back writing more Star Wars books? Like, yeah, really? Book? Yeah. Yeah. Have you read any of them? Yeah, I've read a couple of them. Are they those? Are they those are as, uh... so those are the notable exceptions. I will say that they are very well written, but they are unfortunately a uh, a small island in a sea of shit. 
Mm. <laughs> well, but maybe that's that's okay though. Maybe that just means that you just watch out for his work. Yeah, and so it's uh, the only way I was, able, I was able to read through those through his books is from a from like I'm going to pretend this is still the expanding universe. That's the only way I was able to do it. Like what for example, like if you look at the the uh e, the Nintendo Switch eShop, there might be one good game surrounded by a sea of shitty games. Yeah. But to to say like well, I'm a Nintendo fan, I so I have to play all Nintendo games. Like, no, you just just look out for what you care about, and just who cares about the rest of the shit. So that's that's what you should just do. It like, who cares about the rest of the official stuff? Like, just care about the official stuff that that you actually like reading. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only reason I was able to read it is because really the only books he's written was were about Thrawn, which is fine. But anything other than that, it's like you know they took away my these characters I grew up with reading, and so I just, I just, I have such a hard time caring about anything Disney does with Star Wars. But you grew up, you grew up reading fan fiction. Uh, it it was not fan fiction, sir. But if, if I look online right now, it'll say it's fan fiction. Uh, yeah now but <laughs> all right uh so is that all you uh anything else you want to talk about that would be like if someone's like yeah my favorite team growing up was montreal expos where you, you grew up watching a fake team yeah fake team that's the i mean there's no oh boy oh boy it's like a crusty Philly. Yeah, it's like saying that's like saying you grew up a Redskins fan. Like, it's not. It's, it's like, like you grew up a Sonics fan, even though we all know you yeah. are a Sonics fan. Like, okay, see if it shuts off. Um. So anyway, for me, uh, so I was looking for sort of a palate cleanser to just uh get a small little respite from a, a Final Fantasy 16 for just a little while. So I went back and started playing the uh, definitive edition uh, GTA games, okay. um, and I started playing Vice City. Um, f- fun game. Uh, do not remember it being that small. I remember looking at a map and I, I was like, "That's what she this, said." Does this does this open up? Like I don't feel like the map was this small back in the day, and then being like, "Oh no, it doesn't. The map really is just this small." Um, and Alex, you played uh, Vice City back in the day, right? Oh uh, yeah, but it has been a very long. Time. Yeah, do you remember the mall in that game? Yeah, we like run, you can like run through with. Your yeah, so I remember going in that mall back in the day when it came out and being like, "This is so cool! It's so like immersive. I feel like I'm in a real mall." I went to that mall now, and I'm like, this looks like shit. There's, like, hardly anyone in this mall. It's, like, nothing. <laughs> like, it's, it's just funny how times change like that. Um, and so I was trying to play the game uh, without using cheats. I want to say I got about halfway through the game. And then there was a mission that fucking broke me. Okay, did you cry? No, but... Okay. I did this mission for two hours. Oh, God. I was doing this mission for two hours. You're talking about a Dark Souls game, right? No. This mission, (laughs) 
involves so you and Lance Vance have to uh, basically lure some cops in the garage and change in the cop uniforms and drive to the mall, go in and set an explosive, and then run out of the mall and drive back to your mansion all with uh, <coughs> uh, a five-star rating, a uh, cop rating, which wouldn't be that hard if it was just Tommy Rossetti. But you have to lead, you have to have Lance fans follow you, and the AI is fucking atrocious. Oh, I bet. It is so bad because you run away and he'll like hit like a wall instead of just going around a wall. He'll just, he'll just keep running into the wall and then it'll say like, you left Lance behind. You have to go back and get him. But if you go back, you'll, I just get mowed down by the police. Like the one time and what would normally happen is I would get out of the mall. I would get in the car and normally you can just speed away and then you're fine. You're, you're driving you can get there but you get in the car and you have to wait for Lance Vance to also get in the fucking car. And by Why that time, you they... use his full ass government name. Thanks, bro. <laughs> and by the time Lance Vance gets in the car, the cops have come to the window and points their guns on you, and you're busted. Oh wait a minute! I remember that mission. Oh so, fuck that fucking mission! Oh, I think the thirty times I did this mission, I got <laughs> him into the car and drove back to my mansion one time. And when I got back to the mansion, I got out of the car and went up the stairs to where like the little like icon was like, hey, you need to go here. But Lance Vance was at the bottom of the stairs running into a corner and did not come up the stairs to the like the fucking the blip that I had to go into to finish the mission. And the fucking FBI agent showed up and just fucking murdered me. I was so pissed off that I used cheats to finish the mission. But I was like, I'm fucking done with this game. <laughs> I'm not playing this game anymore. So then I moved on and I started playing uh, San Andreas. And oh my god, is San Andreas so much more fun to play than fucking Vice City. Really? It is such a better game. First off, night and day. Night and day I used to remember thinking Tommy Versetti was such a cool character. He is such a one-note character. He's just a guy that... <laughs> he's just a guy... He's just a guy that was in prison, and then he went to Vice City, and he's just trying to run everything. But you play uh, San Andreas, and it's weird. They actually, like, you know, as a kid, as, like, a teenager, you play the game, you're like, I don't give a shit about the story. I just want to, like, do, you know, kill people or whatever. But if you really pay attention to the story, like, you know, uh, Carl Johnson has, like, you know, a, a good backstory. Like, he, uh, Josh, do you remember, was he in... He wasn't in like jail or anything, right? Uh, no. At the beginning, uh, um, didn't I think he just went out west and then he came home because uh, wait, no, he went out east. Um, and then came yeah, home. and then yeah, because his mom was murdered. Yeah, so I yeah, so he went out east just to get away. Um, and then he came back five years later because his mom was killed. Um, but he has like. A bunch of different like aspects to him actually make him a real character and just the 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 world is so much more like filled out the just the the, the driving's better the 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 gun plays better like it's such a better game and i'm having so much more fun playing that than uh i was vice city so there's at the very very beginning of that game there's a there's a scene 
that has always stuck with me. And whenever I try playing a game, I just, I have a hard time getting past that. And it's when CJ goes to his childhood home and he walks in and he starts like in, in his head, he starts hearing memories of growing up and his mom and sister talking to him. Yeah. And now there's times to where like in real life, there's times where I will be dreaming and I will wake up from sleep because I think I heard like like mom call my name. And I know oh, sure like and and I know like obviously I'm gonna get real for a second. I know that there's gonna be a time in future to where I have that dream and I wake up and I won't be able to call my mom. Right. Yeah. And and like that the beginning of that game when he's going through that shit. And like yeah. he's thinking, like I'm in my mom's home, and I can't talk to her. It's 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 fucking heavy shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty heavy. Um, I'm glad I'm past that, so you didn't just ruin the game for me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, uh, sorry, possibly ruining a, a 18 yeah. year game. Um, but yeah, so I'm just uh, uh, just been playing that as a sort of a a palate cleanser and just the other characters around you in the game are so much more fleshed out also than uh just the characters around you in Vice City. Um are you playing San Andreas with or without cheats? Oh without. Okay. Yeah I'm, I'm trying find, to are you I'm, are you finding it a tough experience or no not right now. Um okay. I, I just did a mission that I had to do a few times. Um but other that was the first one that I really uh um had to actually do like a more than like once or twice. Um but even then it wasn't like a, a one that the the thing that pissed me off about the Vice City one is like if there was checkpoints, then it wouldn't have been as bad. But it's like every time you die, you have to start over and then go lure cops in the garage and it's like yeah, I just had to keep doing that over and over again. Like give me a yeah. checkpoint. When, like when I get to the mall, that way if I die, I can just be back at the mall and just that would have been fine. Um, so back uh, back when that when the definitive edition trilogy came out, I wanted the platinum GTA three, and I remember um, I got a bunch of trophies. I got what many people consider the hardest trophy in the game, which is doing the um, uh, the uh, the cop missions. Where you have to, you have to, you have to kill a certain number of criminals in a row without dying, without ending your, uh, uh, like your your job instance. And I I did that, and I did it on like my only like my third try when people online were saying that they had to try it dozens of times. Yeah. Um, but another one of the hardest ones to do is on each island, you have to do uh, ambulance missions. And Ooh. if you uh, if you don't do the ambulance missions before you complete the first island, it becomes nigh impossible because there's so many triad on the first island. And when you're trying to do the ambulance missions to go pick pe- pick uh, injured people up, there's always triads there, either triads or mafia people, and they just shoot your ambulance and destroy it super quickly. And so I didn't do the ambulance missions before I completed the first island and I tried to go back and it was so, it was impossible because there's, there's enemies on, on almost every street corner and I shoot you. Yeah. I think I, I think I did do them uh, before I left the first island. So I think I 
I got those done. I don't. And and the thing is, is that one of the trophies is to get 100% in the game. And the only way to get 100% is uh, by including you know, the ambulance missions that are included in that. So I'm like, well, shit, I would have to start a, a completely new save um, and do a completely brand new 100% run through of the game. Yeah. You know, uh, what's funny is I was reading the, the GTA 3 and Vice City, the so not the definitive editions, but it's just the PS4 like classics you could buy. Um, like the PS2 classic you buy on PS4, um, uh-huh. you can use cheats in those and get trophies. Oh. Um, but not uh, not San Andreas, the PS2 classic. Um, hmm. but, but yeah, so that is uh, that has been my palette cleanser. Um, and then uh, Action Free 2 came out today. I have not bought it yet. Um, I was going to, but I'm really not in the right headspace right now for like a, a really big narrative game because i've also got a final fantasy 16 i've been you know that's i can really only have like one big like narrative game at a time so is um, was oxen free a sequel to ali ali oh my god no i, I'm, I can't I'm not... tell if that's a joke or if that's a uh <laughs> No, I I am being legit, I'm legitimately serious. I I've never played the games. I don't know what kind of games they are. I don't even think there's a game called Ali Ali. No, there is. Isn't it like Ali Ali Boy or something like that? No, it's Ali Ali. There's Ali Ali. Yeah. There is it, isn't it like a skateboard game? Uh huh. Yeah. The the no the action free is not a sequel to that. <laughs> that is that is the best. <laughs> Joke that you didn't <laughs> that was not meant as a joke I've ever heard. <laughs> is Ali Ali Oxen Free? <laughs> like I didn't I didn't know. Uh <laughs> like um, I legitimately I always thought that Oxen Free was a sequel to Ali Ali because of the of the old like the, oh, like it's, the... so it's called no, Ali Ali World. Yes, it's called Ali Ali World. There's no Ali Ali. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, that's that's just a blind spot in gaming for me. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but no, Oxen Free. Uh, the first one, I remember playing it on Switch. God, I want to say this was in like 2017. Um, and I just completely fell in love with this game. Um. And uh, it's like a 2D narrative. Uh, like you uh, are on this like island uh, that used to be like a uh, uh, an army base. I'm I'm trying to remember because it has been some time. Uh, but it's there's like some like time like manipulation like stuff in the game because there's like a um, it's an army base that would do like shit with like uh, extraterrestrial shit. Um, and so you find it has to do with like radio waves. So there's like time manipulation and your character had like lost her brother or something like that. And there's like stuff that like she starts like hearing her brother's voice and shit like that. But it's like all of your, your friends in the game, like some of them go missing and then like you find them again, but it's not a scary game. Uh, but the, like the art was really good. Just the, the way they handled the story was so like, magnificent the way that they handled it the it was so well written was it was it a branching narrative uh i think there are there are uh 
different playthroughs you can do to, to experience things different ways. So I think there was like a, cause when you would answer stuff, there would be like, you can answer things differently. Okay. So, yeah, but I would definitely say, uh, like give the first one a try. Um, sometime it's definitely pretty cheap now. I know I have it on, I, I have it on PlayStation and, and switch and, and whatever, but yeah. All right. Josh, uh, you want to do some some segment that I really hope something technical happens with Alex. So in the middle of this, so, this is so funny. I hate you, Josh. Please talk about the thing that you want to talk right. about before All right. I walk so, into your brother's house and punch him in the fucking head. There's uh, there's this uh, segment that I've been wanting to, to start, and we started doing it last week, but Alex has some. Can you guys hear me? Hello? Oh my god, uh, shut up. Hello? <laughs> shut your fucking <laughs> He fucking bought it! He fucking bought it! Um, so we, it, we started it last week and we asked, Alex had some technical difficulties, so we had to, we weren't able to do it, to do it. But so basically, um, uh, this, uh, it's, it's, I'm calling it which is more likely. I will give you guys two scenarios that I um uh that could happen before the end of the decade and which end of the decade being December thirty first, twenty twenty nine. And so then you uh you guys let me know which one you think is more likely. Uh or you can also say that you think neither of them are like are likely to happen. So all right. Um so we had uh this first one we had two big triple A uh uh Japanese main games come out this year, and that is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Final Fantasy 16. So here's this one: Will we get a new 3D Zelda game, or a new, or, or a new, or let's say Final Fantasy 17 before the end of the decade? Uh, both. I'm gonna go with both. I'm gonna go neither. Oh, okay. I mean, look, we're Zelda Tear or Breath of the Wild came out in seventeen. This one came out a little over six years later, yeah. but it was developed for the same hardware. I don't think the the next one's going to be developed on new hardware, which I think will take longer. So no, I don't I don't think it releases before twenty thirty. Same with the Final okay. Fantasy. I I uh, I I can see that, but I do think that we are going to get Final Fantasy Seventeen. I mean, was it how long was it? What seven years in between Final Fantasy uh-huh. Fifteen and Sixteen? I think. Yeah, but I think I think Square Enix, you know, they had so much other stuff going on, but I do think, especially like Final Fantasy Sixteen, just seems like such a just like. Just like this, you know, really big game for Square Enix, and I, I could definitely see them see them uh, getting on, um, uh, yeah, getting on another game. And the next one, it probably won't even be made by the same development team. Probably not. No, but no. Th- I mean that that could mean longer. I think that's yeah. why these games take so long is because they're not made by the same development team. So, and then wow. uh, my uh, my next one is. Uh, Will we get a brand new Mario Kart game or a oh. brand new Super Smash Bros. game by the end of the decade? 
Um, <sighs> I really hate saying this. Um, I'm gonna go with neither again. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. I have to pick one, and I think we're gonna go with Mario. No, we're gonna go with Smash Brothers. I mean, if I have to pick one, I will go Mario Kart because I really think Sakurai is not going to do another Smash. And I think that as long as he's alive, Nintendo won't do another one. So, so I well, I well, will, well. Um, I will, I will go with Mario Kart as well because I I find it hard to believe that Nintendo is going to use Mario Kart Eight as a template. For forever, um, I do think that we will eventually get a new Mario Kart game, and then also for Smash Bros. I find it hard to believe that Nintendo will go. Yeah, we're never going to make another Smash Bros. It's just, it's too much of a money maker, and even if even if they don't get Sakurai to do it, but it's like there's to me like just because it's called Super Smash Bros. Ultimate does not mean that we can never get another Smash Bros. game. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, what do you do? Like, this one already had. There's, you're never going to top. Everyone's here. Because, and that's never going to happen again to where <coughs> still, everyone's here. Like, all the licensing is never going to do that again. Because they're just going to be like, we already did it once. We don't need to do it again. Like, you you can't top that. Because if you come out and go like, well, you know, 75% of the characters that were in Ultimate is here. Like well, okay, what what is that? Well, I I think you top it by making just uh, a game that you know obviously new hardware comes out. There's newer things you can do. Um, there's there's new characters introduced in the video games all the time, so they could have brand new characters that weren't even in Smash Bros. Ultimate. I think though that they could just port um, Ultimate. Or even with the next console, say it's backwards compatible, and Sakurai could always the same thing that they're, do, that they're doing with Mario Kart 8 right now. They can always just add new characters down the road. Yeah, uh-huh. I just, I just think it's to me, in my opinion, it is dangerous to rely on a template for too long, because the problem with that is it takes away your creativity. Because when, like for example, Mario Kart 8. They can add new tracks, but they cannot. They can't do anything more technical than what they're already doing because they're limited to to Mario Kart 8's, you know, the game. So they can't do things that Mario Kart 8 can't do. I mean, I I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it, same thing. It's it's the same thing with like let's say let's say Rocket League for example. At some point, they might need to make a Rocket League too. Because, like, at some point, hardware is going to advance enough, and they're going to go, man, there's all these ideas we, we want to do, but we can't do them on the, on sure, the, on the but, game engine. But Rocket League is a game as a service. Yeah. Like, Mario Kart is just a, a, a racing game on the Switch. Uh, I, I just... I, I'm not saying there will never be another Mario Kart, but I think that it's the same way. It's the same reason that they've never released another F-Zero game since the last one on GameCube. It's just like, they're like, what do you do? They're not just going to, they've said they will not just release another F-Zero just to release one. 
because there yeah. th- there has to be something that pushes the the series forward and like in the the new like you know whatever like Mario Kart Eight like what what do you do like did you just release another Mario Kart that's boring that's just just I mean yeah I guess it'll just fucking sell but they can just port Mario Kart Eight again on the the next hardware and say they they you know they upgraded it to like you know they uh it's now in 4k you know it, it's now runs at 60 4k 60 and now like i actually do and this is a you know an unofficial prediction of mine is that i think we're gonna see right now they're going through the uh the booster course or the booster pack whatever the fuck they're calling it uh-huh. we're gonna see a volume two of that <laughs> you think so Yes, because that is just there. Instead of making a new Mario Kart, it's like the new one has a brand new track in it. The the new uh, uh, part four of the first booster pack or whatever, and it has like a, a new racer in it or like a new kart racer in it. So like, or, or a new character. So they're adding new stuff, and they're probably like, "This is how we're like Mario." It's the same reason why you hear people say Madden should just become a platform. There should never be any sure. more Madden releases every year. It should just be Madden, and every year you get a roster update. Well, Mario Kart Eight can just become the fucking platform. Yeah, I mean, I I would I would say Madden should. Uh, I mean, we're kind of getting in, into the tangent here, but I would say Madden should probably have like uh, maybe like every two or three years have a release. But if you let's say for example, Madden the Madden that comes out this year be what Madden twenty four. <sighs> If they were to go, Madden 24 is our template, where you go, well, what's going to happen like five years down the line when technology is getting so much better and you can't like you can't upgrade the game because you're confined to Madden 24? You know what I mean? But, yeah. but you can upgrade the game, though. Like, if the game is just a digital game that you download, then you you can upgrade it. Because yeah, every year with the upgrade, you're, you're downloading new assets and stuff, so you can download a new engine or something. To, you know, it's but again, it's just a platform. Now I'm sure yeah. that they were they would charge money for it. I'm not saying yeah. all this shit is done for free. Um, but I I don't obviously this is never gonna happen because Madden games sell like fucking hotcakes every yeah. year, and EA is never gonna give that up. Um, but I I truly think Mario Kart Eight can just become the platform for Mario Kart. They like every they they just do this booster pack or whatever. It, it adds new tracks, it adds new characters. How how is that different than it the only way it's different than, than making a new game is just it's, it's the same skew. It's the platform. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Um so my the last one I have here is um will we get by the end of the decade a brand new 3D Banjo Kazooie game or Spiral game? Uh, I would. Uh oh. I, I would say I'm not saying neither. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. You're gonna swear um, to God, I, I would. Uh, I, your house. I would say Spyro, um, because I think if we were if we were gonna get a banjo out of Microsoft, I think we we would already got one. 
but Activision literally has a team already in place that has made Spiral games, so it wouldn't be hard for Microsoft just to be like, hey, go make a Spiral game. Yeah. That's that's what exactly my thinking, too. They just use Toys and Rob again. Yeah, I, I agree with that. However, it pains me because I really want a new Banjo game. Oh, yeah, I would rather have a Banjo game. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I, um, I, I have some more, but I will, we'll talk about those in the future. Um, okay. so we're not going too long in this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, give us one more because it's not, there's not a whole lot of news outside of this. Uh, no, I, I was hoping we would just talk about the FTC thing. Yeah, there's not much else besides that. So give us, give us one more, Josh. Yeah, we'll do one more. Okay. This okay. Episode. All right. Um, so neither. So sorry. Sorry. I was getting out of my Both? Head. <laughs> All right, so this one is obviously I, th- I think both leagues will happen by the end of the decade, but which one do you think will happen first? Which is Wolfenstein Three or the Perfect Dark game? Now I say that because of all, all the issues that have come out about Perfect Dark. Um, uh, I think we get perfect dark uh i mean i think it's i i think it's i think that one comes out first i thought i still think it's possible that we get uh wolfenstein 3 before 2030 um but yeah i think uh i think perfect dark comes out first because they are further along um and everything that i've been hearing uh is that crystal is pretty much crystal dynamics is pretty much taking over that game which is weird because it's a first party studio that has been taken over by a third party studio that has been embraced yeah so i don't and and by the way crystal dynamics is making a new tomb raider game that is being published by amazon and not embracer group so it's like the the crystal dynam- dynamics has a really weird dynamic going around with a bunch of these uh publishers and shit so yeah it's definitely know. not it's definitely not crystal clear that's for sure yeah um uh, alex what was your answer uh I can see Wolfenstein just because I, I feel like it'd be a lot easier for them because they could make a smaller game of that. I mean, Wolfenstein Dream is meant to be some, you know, open large open world game, but it would still continue the story of Wolfenstein. No, yeah, but if if they if and when they do Wolfenstein Three, it's going to be bigger than Wolfenstein Two. Like they're just not going to do a small and say, "Well, let's just end it." Like, so it, it's it won't be open world, but it's going to be a bigger game than than two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I um I could see some kind of world in which like Wolfenstein three like when that dev when that dev cycle is done, that somehow like it ekes out like right before um uh, Perfect Dark because maybe Perfect Dark has other uh development issues down the line. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, all right, so we're going to move into the news here. Uh, I will get the just the two stories I have that's outside of the... Uh, it's going to be a very Xbox-dominated uh, uh, news cycle here. Um, but just the, the two getting... 
A, which I actually just read um, before uh, doing our podcast here. Uh, did you guys do you guys remember playing? Uh, what year did this come out? Um, in two thousand five. Do you remember playing Need for Speed Most Wanted? Oh, I just I just glanced over this about okay. Um, I do actually, but tell me more because I'm kind of interested. Yeah, so this was a game that was released on PS2, Xbox, GameCube, Nintendo DS, PC, Game Boy Advance, and Xbox 360. <gasps> Good lord! Did uh, did 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 it's funny? Did Need for Speed Most Wanted get a? Was there another Need for Speed later on that shared the same name? There was in 2012. Uh, yeah, but that's, anyway, that's what I thought. Um, someone who was a voice actor in the 2005 Most Wanted game is claiming that he uh, he filmed uh, a voice role for a Need for, Be- Need for Speed Most Wanted remake that's coming out next year. Okay. Um, so, I mean, which... Why not? I mean, they the last uh, Need for Speed game was released late last year, uh, and it is on Game Pass now, which I do need to get on and play it because uh, it actually did get pretty good reviews. Um, so before that, before that game came out, uh, I think a couple years ago, there was a another older Need for Speed game before that that was remade, wasn't it? Yeah, Hot Hot Pursuit, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think that was more of a remaster, though, over a remake. I could be wrong. I'm um, sure there's going to be people who are going, why the fuck are you skipping over a Need for Seed Underground or Underground 2? Listen, EA is never going to listen. I'm, I'm guessing that somehow they have, okay, they have some type of evidence that says that nobody wants that. I don't know what it is, but it, it just clearly means that you and I are not the... Uh, uh, the the majority of that it seems like we're in the minority and maybe people want shit like this because I do remember playing uh most uh yeah most wanted and it wasn't bad yeah yeah definitely wasn't bad yeah they tried to do a very cinematic thing with it and I, th- I thought it, it worked okay I would actually so. like them to kind of re- remake and or remaster uh Need for Speed Carbon because I actually have some really good memories of playing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember Carbon also. Um, I would like to know what the fuck does this game look like on Game Boy Advance? Uh, the best game ever. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm sure it looks like shit. Yes, there is also oh, a spinoff of of Most Wanted called Need for Speed Most Wanted Five One O. Uh, that was released for PSP uh, the same year. Huh. Um, uh, I guess the so. question is, is this your guys' most wanted remake? No. Uh, no, it's not. Um, and then, let's see, the last story for the Xbox stuff. Uh, this was just reported uh, the other day. Um, I believe this was put out uh, by... I th- I think Kelsey Lewin was the one that reported this. Um, but uh, the Video Game uh, History Foundation, I think is what they're called. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they did a, uh, they've done a very like in-depth uh, investigation or study. It, um, well, and... it, it, 
It actually wasn't them. They actually partnered with, uh, okay. I don't remember the name, but they partnered with somebody who did this study. Oh, yeah, see, it says a study conducted by the two groups, which is uh, so the Video Game History Foundation in partnership with the Software Preservation Network. Uh, so they did the study, uh, found that of the games released prior to 2010, 87% of games are not available to buy now. Uh, to the public um so that is a massive amount of games that are not available uh and i mean kelsey lewin said her goal is that anyone can get any game at any time that i mean that's just is never going to happen uh but it's i mean it's a good dream to have um i mean i think this is pretty uh funny uh, who's, so the study, uh, there was a quote in a study that said, imagine if the only way to watch Titanic was to find a used VHS tape and maintain your own vintage, vintage equipment so that you could still watch it. And what if no library, not even the Library of Congress, could do any better? They could keep and digitize that VHS of Titanic, but you'd have to go all the way there to watch it. It sounds crazy, but that's the reality we live in with video games. A $180 billion industry while the games in their history disappear. Um, is there? Is this like a, a really long study that they put out, Josh? I don't, I don't know. I I don't know. The, like the, when you say long, like have they been doing this for a long time? Is no, I mean like asking? did they put out like a lot of like information about this or like an in-depth like a something mm. i could read i don't know you know if they did i don't i don't know where i don't know where it is I, yeah. I i read i read the uh the ign article about it um but i i don't know if there's more data that they released it, or if there's more like statistics that they released i mean i it, it's funny because uh, so this is a quote uh from frank Savaldi, which is one of the the co-directors of uh, the Video Game History Foundation, he says, we're hopeful that this study will incite change and that video game preservation will become stronger before we lose more. I hope this study wakes people up. For years, we've known that the availability of classic game video games in a legal, safe way has been dire, but no one has ever put a number to that. Uh, the results are worse than probably any other medium. But I don't think someone who's at home sitting on spot that came out on SNES isn't going to be like, oh shit, this guy's right. He's going to say, who wants to give me millions of dollars to put this game out? That's that's what someone's going to say. And that, that's the problem is that all these people sitting on these licenses, because games that came out in the early 90s, late 80s, whatever, they've everything, the companies that own those back in the day are no longer companies and rights have just moved everywhere for all these different properties. Everyone's just sitting on it because they're like, well, someone's going to want this game. Someone's going to be nostalgic for this game. And someone will come to my doorstep and drop a giant fucking bag on my, on my porch. And that'll say, put this game on digital storefronts. And until someone does that, these people are just going to sit on these properties. They don't care that no one's able to play them. Yeah. I, I think, I think the biggest issue is that, is that you know video games are such a, a newer medium compared to music and movies and you know even even books and you, 
we need to get people to care about it. We need to get people who make laws to actually care about it. Like, in my opinion, there should be some kind of law that states that when you make a game, that that game puts that game gets the gets put into some kind of preservation vault, and that doesn't mean that it, that it gets free access to anybody, but gets put in some kind of preserva- preservation vault. So there's always a, a like a an instance of it. There's always a copy of it, so to speak. So that way, so, nothing nothing ever, like ever gets the lost. Library of Congress, but for video games in a way, right? Is that kind of what you're getting at there? Yeah, the and, Library of and, Congress. Does that stuff with like mediums of like of movies and stuff? So I, I I'm pretty sure there isn't anything for preservation like that, but there is preservation for movies. So there is hope that you can get something like that. And again, it would just have to take legislation. And we I could see that within our lifetime because that is something that our generation and younger kind of seem like they want to care about. So yeah. I mean, there's some and- hope that that down the line can happen. And then also our copyright laws in this country, you know, I I do believe our copyright laws are fucked up. I think that there should be a lot of changes, but the way our laws are right now, we are just getting to the point to where some of the biggest IPs are finally getting that like like one hundred some odd year range to where they're being put in the public domain, and <laughs> and the way uh the way IPs are like for example. I mean, if you think of some video game IPs, like think of, I don't know, think of Pac-Man. I don't know who owns Pac-Man right now, but, you know, Pac-Man was first uh, came up with in, in the late 70s. So in, you know, in like 50, in like 50 years, Pac-Man is going to be in the public domain unless, unless the laws were to change for some reason. And so let's, and when it's, but just because in the, it's in the public domain doesn't mean that any of the old Pac-Man games are suddenly going to be thrown up on digital storefronts to be bought. Right. So, uh, as a general rule, uh, and for works created after January 1st, 1978, copyright protection lasts for the life of the author plus an additional 70 years. Okay. So... Um, but I mean, I I think the thing with video games, and I'm sure there's also something like this with movies. But the thing is, like, I'm not like super into like inside baseball with movies. But I feel like there's more of a preservation standpoint when it comes to movies. Like people are like, "Hey, we made this. It's a work of art. We need to make sure to preserve it." And I don't know how much of that there is when it comes to video games, unfortunately. Well, I I think that. So it says here that the piece of legislation that dictates how classic games are preserved and, and accessed, uh, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, or the D- DMCA, is set to be reexamined in 2024. Um, so hopefully uh, some uh, there'll be some changes made to it that allow for like easier uh, preservation and stuff, but I don't know. We'll and, see. And the thing is, is that, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, you know, I wish that for like, for example, the game you mentioned, Andrew, Spot for, uh, for yeah, Super Nintendo. Yeah, Cool Spot, yeah. Yeah, Cool Spot for Super Nintendo. There's also a Genesis version. There's people who are like, I would love to go on to a Nintendo platform, such as a Switch, or maybe like if maybe like PlayStation or Xbox. And I would love for there to be a digital version of Cool Spot 
that I could that I could say here take my money take three four five dollars whatever so I can own a digital copy of Cool Spot. But the issue is that what you said is that there's so many tens of thousands of old games that the rights to those and to, and to find out who the money would even go to, it it would it would be a huge tangle of webs that 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 people would have to sort through. Yeah. And it's it's more than just going oh well the money will go to the uh, the the person who is providing the service the person who is pro- providing the platform. Well, for example, with CoolSpot, it's like well, would the money go to the development team? If the development team isn't around anymore, who does the money go to? You know, I mean, it's I it, they would definitely need finance lawyers <coughs> to figure all that shit out. But I don't know. Yeah, but I I I do agree. There is a huge preservation issue with video games, and I I do I do wish that any game ever made could be up for purchase, uh, because it is it is it is bullshit the way the used game market is to being like oh well if I want to play the first Silent Hill on PlayStation. I would, and I have, I have a PlayStation. I have an old PlayStation. Well, I'm gonna go on eBay and look up the game. Over a hundred dollars for Silent Hill. That's not reasonable, and it's not because that game isn't worth over a hundred dollars. But the way yeah. the used games market is, is scarcity drives up price, and and also yeah. nostalgia uh, drives up price. And this, and this bullshit the way it is that that game, you know. Some people would easily say the first Silent Hill game is definitely a work of art and should be available for anybody who wants to uh, to pay for that service to experience it. Yeah, I mean, but also the problem with collectors that they they buy these games they don't buy them to play, they just buy them to to put on a shelf or they buy them just to say I have a I have this in my collection and I don't care about someone who wants to actually play this. Yeah. Um, and so. you know, I I have a in my collection. I have a Sega CD game called uh, Radical Rex, and it's uh, it's in a mint condition case. And um, uh, what um, the, uh, the website mean you go to either price uh, charting. Uh, yeah, price charting says that 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 game is, is worth like around five hundred dollars. Ooh, now I. And I know this is obviously me saying this now, and who knows if, if it actually happened, but I don't know if I would be comfortable if someone going, hey, I'll hand you $500 for this game. Because I'd be like, do you understand that you're paying $500 for this? It's not even a good game. Like, I don't know if I would be comfortable taking money like that. And I know I know people would be like, well, just it's capitalism. Just take the money. And it's yeah. like, but is it, but is it morally right? Is it morally right to charge that much money just because the game is scarce and some website is telling me that it's worth X amount of money? Yeah. You're spot on though. It's a $499.63. Yeah. I, I, I looked at it like uh, it's been a couple months, but yeah, but yeah, I, I'm, that's, I get what you're saying, but. Um... All right, boys. Let's talk about. Um, w- real quick before we get into the Xbox stuff, um, the uh, the other week there was a um, uh, the South Korean ratings board rated uh, a, a Red Dead Redemption a game, and so on the recent Sacred Symbols, Colin Moriarty said that 
uh, he had a source who told him a while ago that that is indeed something that is going to happen and is coming out later this year. Um, well, no, he said that it's going to be announced later this year. He didn't well, say okay, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I, I missed that. So then that it's going to be announced later this year. And that uh, Colin's like, I feel like I can go ahead and say this because uh, he's like, nothing goes on the Koreans rating board. It was not going to come out. Yeah. So, so uh, I, I wonder when Rockstar will announce that. Um, I hope they're not going to do the whole cheeky thing of, hey, we're announcing it and it's coming out like three weeks later. Like to me, like there'd be nothing wrong with announcing it in August and then saying it's coming out in October. What's wrong with the three weeks later thing? Because because it's already like out there, it's already been rated, and so it's like we'll just just announce it then. Yeah, but Rockstar has their own way of doing well, I, things. I like, know they'll announce yeah. it when they're ready. Um, yeah, but I I could definitely see that being like an October release. I think that would be a good a good time for it. Yeah, but um, all right. So on to our Xbox news. Uh, which before we get to the uh, the FTC and the Activision stuff, just one Xbox story here, which was announced today. Uh, the Xbox is rolling out a new reporting feature for in-game voice chats, uh, to where if you hear someone uh in voice chat while you're playing a game, uh, say some uh like harass someone or say some like inappropriate language that goes against their terms of service uh you can actually record up to a 60 second voice clip uh and report uh said person um so this is only for xbox though so if you're playing like uh if you're playing if you have to be playing call of duty and you hear someone that's playing on pc say something then there's really nothing uh xbox can really do about that because they're not on a they're on a different uh platform um, and it's uh it's also only game chat as well, not not party chat. Yeah. Um uh but yeah, I mean I don't have a problem with this. I think there's a lot of people overreacting this online, being like, Well, am I not allowed to trash talk anymore? Like, no. If your trash talking involves saying slurs, then yeah, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Like you were never allowed to do that in the first place. Like yeah. Um but like so they're they're not gonna care if someone kills you like off. Oh, fuck you like they don't care about that like they care about you it's like say like you know oh you're a insert slur here or whatever yeah but um my only concern is that especially uh next year with like the upcoming election if someone were to go on and uh, and say oh well you know i'm i'm a huge trump supporter and someone records that and sends that to microsoft Microsoft would be like, well, we're going to ban this person for being a conservative and supporting Trump. I, I don't no. think it's going to happen. Like, they're like the whole point of recording it. And like, I've seen people say, well, people are just going to abuse this and re- just report someone for no reason. Well, well, no, yeah, because you have to, but you have to record something. If, if you don't rec- send a recording of them saying something, then you have nothing to worry about. No, I get that. But what I'm saying is people are just going to be spamming uh, just harmless recordings just in the hope that something someone says will get someone banned. Yeah, probably. That's that's how things like that work. It's yeah, but, sure. But but just don't say awful shit and you have nothing to worry about. That's that's the yeah. thing. Like, I don't know. I, I think these people there are they're arguing and playing about this, they're really telling on themselves like well I, I th- yeah. I think 
I think the thing that we need to consider is what does Microsoft consider a bannable speech? And like, I, I guess right now we don't know. Now, obviously we know like the, we know what, we know what bannable speech is. Obviously he's using slurs and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but if, if someone kills you and you go, Oh, you fucking asshole. Is that going to be a bannable? Uh, no, it can be it's, sometimes. It depends, no, man. The, the, the speech is in their terms of service. Like it's any hate speech uh, and or like uh, highly toxic or, or like no one's going to listen to that and go, that's highly toxic. I'm sorry. That's like, I think if you hear it on an, uh, maybe this is a bad comparison, but if you hear it on an NBA court, you know, people trash talking each other, then it's probably allowed. Well, yeah, I get that, but that. my point is that what if you have like obviously they're gonna have moderators who listen to this stuff, and what do you what do you if you have a moderator who's like I just I just don't tolerate uh, I, they're I not gonna have moderators. What it is is from what I read is that it's gonna be AI that's listening to these, and when they hear a word, that's it's just the automatic like suspension. So if they hear like the N word, or they hear other slurs, then that's gonna be an automatic offense. Well, I, I get that, but from what I took from it is that if the AI uh, uh, detects something, that it, it escalates it and a human person listens to it. Uh, okay, but I'm not understanding what's the problem. If, if, they, if they detect a slur, then they, and, and, and if someone listens to it and says, yeah, that person said that, I'm, I'm hitting the button, then what's wrong with that? But... but no, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is, if the AI detects something that it thinks is really bad, but it's but it's really not, but the person who listens to it goes, "Well, I, you know, I, I just have no tolerance for swearing at all," and then they go banned. But they're not going to hire Josh. I, I think you're like, you are playing devil's advocate just to play devil's advocate. I, I guess I'm coming from the standpoint of, uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. You know. Yeah, but again, again, accidents are going to happen. Sometimes people are going to get banned unfairly. And, you see it yeah, all the and, time, everywhere, well, all and, the time. And I and I bad. agree with that. But to me, it's like it's not worth banning people if even one person gets banned unfairly. Well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, so I, means, I. Okay, so does that mean that does that mean that you you shouldn't put all robbers in jail because one robber might be innocent? Like, no, man. Well, it's, like, no, yeah. it's it's it's. it's I you guess... can't. That's just, just what it is. You, when, you take the risk using anything. When I play Call of Duty, because um, I, I still play, I haven't played it since, you know, before like Diablo came out, but, you know, but I played it recently. It is still, when you hear people in the uh, the proximity chat, it is still so bad. Yeah. And they need to get that shit out of the game. Even people in my friend group say some like such bad, Bat, like when someone gets killed, they go into the the proximity chat and they say some such nasty shit. And sometimes even I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, man, I feel like that person just you know crossed the line. But it's like Call of Duty just brings that out of players. But until they start doing that, until they start doing something about that, it's never going to leave the game. Yeah. Like I mean, someone I, should be able to go. Anyone should be able to go on Call of Duty and not hear someone say the n-word yeah i mean i i think what really this is going to do is it's going to massively decrease the amount of game chat that's going on because to me it's like to me it's like i i wouldn't 
I this makes me go. I never want to talk in game chat anymore. Just just because of the fact that I can be recorded by some by other players now, and it's not because I'm going to say something bad. It's because I don't want other players recording me talking. Well, everything that you've ever said in the game has been recorded. Did you know there's a site you can go on apparently, and it has uh, at you any time that you said stuff on, like Xbox Live back in the day, you can find it. Oh, <laughs> what? Crazy. Yeah. What, what's what is a site? I I don't I don't remember. I was, someone in a Discord is telling me about it one time that yeah, it's just they they have all these recordings. You just go back and like find. Well, shit. if you can if you can if you can tell me this, I would be very interested to to. Oh, try I that. wouldn't be interested at all. <laughs> I I would just just to go back and listen to myself. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see how to listen to. I'm uh, I'm sure and... I'm sure it wouldn't include private like party chats. So and that's less less like a lot of the bulk of of my communication. Yeah. Um. um... Yeah, it could have been a joke or something someone said. Uh, but uh, maybe it was just for, like one game or something. Maybe it wasn't just like yeah. inherently just Xbox. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I guess, I guess my biggest concern is that Microsoft will try to use this to uh, to try to I don't know, censor censor people from talking about things they don't want people talking about. I guess that's my only concern. And I, and I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I think that's just a stupid concern. And, and, and I'm sorry if you take offense to that. But. Well, no, I, I don't take offense to that because I, I understand why you why you would think that. And it's I, I understand a lot of people would think that's a stupid concern, and and it probably is. But it's just something that I will always be concerned about other people wanting to censor what other people think or say. But but also it's Microsoft has a right to do this if if, if they don't. They could go on and say, we don't want anyone talking about apples on Xbox. If we hear anyone talk about apples, you better not say a fucking word about Honeycrisp. If I hear it, you're banned. They and, have, a right, and, to, they have yeah. a right to do that. Yeah, and you're right. And I do think that is that is a flaw in our in our free speech. Uh, uh, it, it's not a flaw, though. That's no different Josh, than someone coming into Josh, my house. Josh, and... Josh, you can't, you can't just go up to somebody and say, "Go fuck yourself," because guess what? They're gonna hit you. You can't just say things and just expect no goddamn repercussions. You can't just well, say what you want willy nilly. That's not how anything works. There has to be order. There has to be structure. You can't just oh, free speech means I can say what I want. No, free you're, speech you're... means. <laughs> Free speech means you're only protected by the government and by some corporations. It does not mean you are you you have you have the ability to say whatever you want and people can't you know have an issue or you get in trouble for it. Like that's not how this works. You you are absolutely right. Uh, I you know the thing is that if I I I can I have the right to go up to anybody and say go fuck yourself. Yeah. That, that doesn't that doesn't protect me from consequences. What it does protect me from is the government going, "We're going to throw you in prison for saying that." Sure, and this is not the government doing this. So no, no this is this is you using somebody's, um, yes. somebody's fucking service. This is Microsoft saying, "Please do not come in our house and use slurs." If you want to yeah. go, go into Sony's house and use slurs. Don't come in our house and use. Slurs. Nintendo's I mean, even they don't even know how to spell the word slur. Yeah. 
don't even know how voices yeah, I mean, work. I, I guess I'm the kind of person who, who like, I think that if a government had got access to some kind of technology that would prevent us from even thinking about the shit that they don't want us to think about, they'd fucking do it in a heartbeat. Okay, again, this isn't yeah, the probably. government. Yeah, but then, yeah, this also isn't the government. This is just a company saying, please don't use yes. words. This, this is just Xbox being like, hey, we have a lot of people that don't play our online that don't plan our online service and don't buy shit because there's people that say slurs to them whenever they get on how can we stop that so these people come on spend more money on our service that's what they're saying yeah and i you know even even without the concern that the the ridiculous concern i mentioned i guess i guess the other concern i have is that you know some some way somehow there would be like either employees or other users uh, who would abuse this? And like, there there could be there could be consequences to this that Microsoft hasn't even thought about. You know what I mean? And so, and what I are mean, those consequences? And, well, I mean, they would uh, they they would have much smarter people to think about that. Than that. Again, <laughs> I I just think having the having the the idea of man, someone at Microsoft might be a far left radical. And might just ban anyone that says I'm a Trump supporter. That's not going to happen. Hey, you guys want to hear a really cool secret? Did you guys know that the reason we got to the moon is because we fucking took Nazi scientists and said build a fucking rocket? Yeah. Nobody's fucking clean, guys. Yeah. Nobody's fucking clean. <laughs> you, are sentenced, <laughs> you are sentenced. You are sentenced. I actually saw a meme that was like, you are a Nazi, you're sentenced to death. And the guy's like, did you know I can make bombs and they, and they, or no? Did you know I can make so, rockets? And the U.S. is like, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, all right, but we we've we've gone on for this for for yeah. uh, for a long time. I I do think I do think it's cool that that they're putting better reporting in, and anybody who goes on and just shouts shouts slurs, or even anybody who's just obnoxiously annoying, they should get banned. Yeah. Um, uh, my other Xbox story is just uh, so uh, Xboxes can now run emulators in retail mode again. Uh, did you watch this video that uh, MVG put out, Josh? I did, and I think it's really cool, but also it just makes me wonder how long this is gonna be working until Microsoft puts a kibosh on it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, he seemed uh, MVG seemed pretty uh, confident that they're not going to, but again. Uh, yeah, anything that happened. So there's also a lot of people who are confident they weren't going to kibosh it before. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, all right, <sighs> on to the big story of the night. Uh, Xbox won the the uh, FTC. Uh, they beat the FTC. White breaking news. Fourth of July. Capitalism. Breaking news, news, everyone. The FTC has officially appealed. Have they? This is not over. Yes. Of course they have. uh, It was announced like maybe a half hour before we started recording. The FTC has officially uh, filed for their appeal. And this is not over yet. So. So, uh, which is funny because Bobby Kotick was on record earlier today leaving a courthouse 
saying that he does not expect the FTC to appeal and waste taxpayers' money because there's no point in them doing that. And then literally, like, four hours later, FTC said, fuck you, Bobby, and then appealed. Well, yeah, because you got Lena Khan going, it's not my money. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, so just uh, the beginning of this story... Um, uh, so Judge, uh, what was her first name? Uh, so Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley, uh, yesterday, uh, was it yesterday or two days ago? Uh, yeah, yesterday, uh, officially, uh, put out her ruling, um, that she has sided with Microsoft in the, uh, the case. Um, she has denied FTC the, uh, the injunction. Um, and then after that, uh, news broke that the, uh, Microsoft and the CMA, have officially uh, put their case on on like hold basically, and they have re-entered negotiations because basically the CMA is like, we're not going to be the only one holding this deal back. Like we, we can see when we're losing. Um, uh, but now uh, now since the FTC is officially, um, let me see if I can find uh, the actual. I know what's on it. I know what's on it. Let me pull it up on there. So, w- while you're looking for that, since the FTC appealed, can Microsoft still go through and complete the purchase while the appeal is going going on? Uh, I don't know. Let me because, uh... because from last I checked, they had days until their deadline. Yeah, the 18th. Um, so the FTC has filed an appeal challenging the recent verdict from the U.S. from the United States District Court. Um, the trial in which uh, Jacqueline Scott Corley ruled in favor of Microsoft was held last month. Um, reacting to the appeal, an Activision Blizzard spokesperson told IGN, quote, the facts have not changed. We are confident the U.S. will remain among the 39 countries uh, where the merger can close. We look forward to reinforcing the strength of our, of our case in court again, end quote. Um, let's see. Uh says the appeal is not surprising as the FTC has expressed its disappointment in the decision and a report from Bloomberg a day after the verdict revealed that the agency was leaning toward filing an appeal. Um, let's see. Uh, in a separate statement, uh, Microsoft President Brad Smith said, uh, quote, the district uh, court's ruling makes crystal clear that this acquisition is good for both competition and consumers. We are disappointed that the FTC is continuing to pursue what has become a demonstrably weak case, and we will oppose further efforts to delay the ability to move forward, end quote. Um, says the appeal will attempt to win a preliminary injunction blocking the Activision uh, Blizzard merger with Xbox ahead of scheduled of a scheduled trial in August. Uh, the deal is currently scheduled to be completed on July 18th. Um, I, it doesn't say anything in here um, about if they can still close uh, with this appeal going on or not. Um, but, I mean, they. the thing is, though, that is the, the date, uh, but uh, Microsoft and Activision can choose to extend that date if they want to. The only yeah. reason that they wouldn't choose to extend that is if some is if someone told them, hey, guys, uh, it's going to be blocked, and you're not going to be able to do this. That's the only way they wouldn't extend it. Um, so if they, if they, if both parties seem confident that they're going to win the appeal, um, 
then they could uh, they could move that that date a little bit into the future. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's been officially appealed. It's mm-hmm. just it's just been going on forever. Um, I kind of figured they were gonna appeal it. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, there was something that came out uh, a couple days ago um, over in I don't remember what country it was, but there was uh, something that said that Diablo Four was coming to Game Pass. No, uh, but then um, someone with Blizzard, uh, not Ferguson, but I think like the creative director of uh, Diablo Four, someone basically said like they tweeted this is not happening um so it could in the future sure, um, but sure. definitely not it's definitely uh, it's a year funny how, or more. yeah it's funny how you have all these people on twitter being like as soon as this case as soon as it closes and and they own uh activision all their games are coming to game pass like no, no that's not how it works like no. <laughs> it's not like as soon as they they fucking sign the paperwork all the games just appear on game pass that's not how <laughs> That'd it be works. cool yeah that would be cool but it, directly after bobby Kodak signed it suddenly the newest call of duties appears on game pass oh yeah <laughs> but uh, also like all the big wigs from activision are on record saying how much they hate game pass uh, that they don't like yeah. it that they don't want to see their games on even even like even Bobby Kodak said even if this was to go through he doesn't want to see Activision games on Game Pass so mm. whenever whenever Microsoft whenever Activision <sighs> folds into Microsoft they're still going to fight to not have their games on Game Pass like it's not going to just going to be a they're not going to just like wash your hands up and say okay I guess I guess we like Game Pass now like no they're still going to say we believe our games are worth buying and we don't want to see them on the subscription service now Microsoft I'm sure could just be like fuck you guys this is our IP now we're going to do what we want with it but mm-hmm. I think that they know that they're not going to want to just rock the boat and piss everyone at Activision off so I. I, for one, do not believe that we're going to see this year's Call of Duty on Game Pass like day one. Um, oh, I agree. I think, if anything, maybe next year's in the fall. Um, but certainly not this year's. Um, I agree. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But um, hopefully uh, there hasn't been anything um, since this is you know pretty much breaking that they filed their appeal. Um there hasn't been. There's no word yet on like uh, who's gonna oversee it. Um, uh, <laughs> I just went on Twitter. The FTC's Wikipedia page was briefly was briefly vandalized tonight, replacing its flag with a PlayStation logo. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um, but. Yeah, it's it's just crazy to me. Like, there's even people in the government like telling the FTC, like, guys, just walk away. And even they're just like that that person that just cannot say I lost. They just can't. Yeah, it's like they know. keep having something to fight for, even though they're just losing all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. All right. Well, uh, uh, 
anything anything else you guys want to say about the Microsoft thing? No. It's uh there's not there's there's just not much else to say. Um guess he Gax is coming back. Yeah, um what, Gax is coming back? Uh, Gax is coming back. They limited they limited, the, run, uh, limited run yeah. games had a no, I don't think it was like a like a streamable like event or anything, but I had a bunch of announcements and so yeah. they're doing like a Gex remake. Um well the, it's like maybe Gex, like a remaster. It says Gex trilogy, so I think it's all three okay. games. And then um there's some po- there's like some uh I don't want to say popular but like some cult classic horror games called Clock Tower and they're like remastering one or it's either remaster or remaking one of the Clock Tower games. Yeah also uh the uh, Castlevania ad- advanced advanced collection, but I think that already came out. I think that uh, I think that's just them saying we're making a physical run of it. Oh, um, of that. But, um. So uh, one thing that I want to uh, talk about real quick before we before we're done, uh, this is the first podcast we're doing for this month. So let's talk about some July anniversaries. Oh yeah. All right. So uh, this does not give me a date, but it just says that the month of July, it, this this July is the 35th month anniversary of the very first Nintendo Power Magazine. Oh wow. Um, so then, some other um, uh, anniversaries. Let's see. Uh, Dota Two celebrates ten years on July. No, 8. ten years. Yep. Um, Persona Four on PS Two, the Japanese release, celebrates fifteen years on July tenth. Uh, Pikmin Three on Wii U celebrates <laughs> ten years on July thirteenth. Um, Octopath Traveler on Switch celebrates five years on July 13th. Damn. Uh, Super, <coughs> Super Mario All-Stars on SNES, which was, um, I was that the car Andrew that had like kind of like remakes of Super Mario Bros. 1, 2, and 3? What was it called? I'm sorry. Super Mario All-Stars? Yeah, that was the, any, that was like the first, um, you could actually say that was the first remaster ever done. Yeah. So that um, that celebra- that celebrates thirty years on July fourteenth. Um, let's see, Star Fox, or I'm sorry, uh, not Star Fox, F Zero X uh, on N sixty four. The Japan celebrates five years on July fourteenth. Um, so this is this is one that I I cannot believe that there's nobody talking about this. Okay. Is that uh, in three days is the 40th anniversary of the of the Nintendo Famicom. Wow! What? And n- nobody nobody's talking about it. Well, that's just because that's that's a Japanese release. No, I I get it, but it's that's the console that you could argue just but, started. But maybe there's a bunch of people in Japan talking about it. Uh, I I guess. Um, and maybe they'll talk about it when it gets closer to the actual date. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this one makes me feel really old. 
July fifteenth is the twentieth anniversary of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic on PC. Wow. Wait, on God. PC? Did it come yeah, out on it, PC yeah. before Xbox? Yeah, it came out on PC a few months before Xbox. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, twenty years. Um, let's see. Soul Calibur Four celebrates fifteen years on July twenty ninth. Um, let's see. Soul Calibur: The Second Story celebrates twenty five years on on July thirtieth. Okay. Uh, the original Soul Calibur in arcades celebrates twenty five years on July thirtieth. Hmm. Um, and then. Let's see. Uh, this one doesn't give a date, just a month. Uh, this July is the 40th anniversary of the original Bomberman game. Um, and then, just because I really like the name of this game, I've never played it, but July 31st is the 25th anniversary of Iggy's Wrecking Balls on MC4. Okay. okay. Iggy's Wrecking okay. Balls. Okay. Wow. Well, on that note, boys, uh, anything else? Uh, I'm just going to leave you guys with a joke. Um, I'm going to do my best, Josh, here. Uh, Josh, he might have heard me say this. I don't don't remember. So you guys know that Oppenheimer Oppenheimer movie coming out soon, right? Christopher Nolan's next big uh, epic. If that movie was to fail, do we say it bombed? Or do we call it Floppenheimer? On that note, I will talk to you guys later. Call it Floppenheimer. Floppenheimer it is. I agree. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, later. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Peace.